Limited potential. <laughs> so this is when I was 16, and I'm still figuring out how to get a job and do like, the whole interview process. Figuring out how to tie your shoes almost at that point. Pretty much. I was still wearing Velcro up until 17. So I was figuring out, like, the whole interview process. And so after the interview was concluded, and, you know, you make that, like, small talk as they're letting you out. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, so how about that Leaf game last night? And it was the start of the season, and the Leafs had beat the Habs. Yep. And I was like, so how about the start? Like, it was great for the boys, right? And he's like, oh yeah, I'm a big Habs fan. I was like, fuck me. I think I'm once, done. I'm not the getting the job. If the interview goes, well, just slip out and fucking keep your mouth shut. Yeah, but I thought it was like, you know, being presentable, being nice, showing up and trying to create some small talk would have been funny, but... Yeah, I know. He was like, he was not having any of it. The minute I was like, how about the Leafs game? He's like, I'm a big Habs fan. I was like, all right, well, not getting the job. To be fair, like, you don't want to work with a guy who likes the Montreal Canadiens. Nobody also, likes the Montreal Canadiens. Also, to be fair, I mean, you did already have sex with him to get that job, right? Yeah, kind of. Casting couch. I, I fucked the shit out of him. <laughs> Welcome to the newest episode of The Unwritten Rule. We are back. I'm Matt, hosting this week. With me, as always, is Luca. Hi, Matt. Back, finally, is Frank. I've returned from my Himalayan adventures. And how is that, Frank? I love Sherpas. Right. Did you hear about the guy who died climbing Mount Everest? Uh, to, uh, happens a lot of times. Yes, so. but he was about to launch some like cryptocurrency, and he climbed Mount Everest. <laughs> and just as he was about to like launch it and announce that it, whole he line died. is a lot of loser. I got to tell you the truth. <laughs> and that voice is Yoso. Yeah, that's me. Hello, Matthew. How you doing, buddy? I'm, I, I'm being called Matthew. Yes, Matthew is our host today. Yeah, Matthew I'm, is hosting he's trying today. to rattle my cage. I'm, yeah. I'm rattling. He's, he's, getting, me, he's getting me worked up. So, so if, you, if you listen to previous episodes, you know the man who uh, stirs the pot is... Uh, <laughs> he likes to wind up. That's his I am the melting pot. Yeah. I don't let's think just, that's how it works. Let's just say we've had to restart this broadcast three or four times tonight. <laughs> Actually, that's your fault. Uh, we should nickname him Edit Button. No. No. Or, no. Yeah. ED. ED, for there you go. For, for a couple different reasons. <laughs> He's uh, Actually, censored. I don't know. Well, as you can tell from the beginning, we're talking about the unwritten rules of interview, something everyone, I'm sure, has been through. It's a long, grueling process. We've all done it. Luca, how many interviews have you gone on? Uh, a few, quite a few. Right. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, expert um, interviewer? Expert interviewer, but not an expert in getting the interview. So that is my angle here. <laughs> hey, fair enough. That's in and of itself its own 
thing, right? I, I can coach anyone for whatever result they want. Do they want a good salary? Do they want to not get the job? <laughs> I can teach them anything. You know the ins and outs. Frank, you used to interview people. I did. Uh, I, I used to be the manager of a call center. So we had a lot of turnover. And as our numbers went up, I pretty much had to continue hiring staff right. for the better part of four years. I would say closer to five. I hired anywhere from 20 to 25 people a year. Mm-hmm. So I've and I've interviewed everybody from like the ages of like 16 all the way up to, I think the oldest person I interviewed was in their early sixties. Wow. Um, okay. <clears throat> somebody retired, just wanted to do an easy job. And I'll tell you, it was really, really tough to sexually take advantage of an older person. It must person. be really tough to interview a baby boomer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who basically built this country and now he has to yeah, sell exactly. pizza. The greatest generation. Yeah. yeah. You, you know what the truth is? is like <laughs> The greatest generation. Yeah, okay. It's what called. It's, they it's, were it's fought really, through the war. It's really weird because you end up being the person Sabina. conducting a job interview is kind of fun. Because right. if you can get the person talking, they sort of tell you everything about their life in about an hour. Mm-hmm. That's worth listening to. Yeah, it's like a, it's basically a sales pitch. That's yeah. all it is. It's funny because I was going to mention that as much as a job interview is you trying to get a job, you have to think of it as a sales pitch, right? Like Absolutely. you have to go into it saying, "This is why you can't be without me." So the jogging pants idea, I was going to give as my unwritten rule: don't go in then with jogging well, pants. No, if you don't want to get the job, fair enough. Sell me on why I'm going to have to smell your heated lunches for the next. Four to five years. Yeah, would that be a good little like thing coming into an interview? Be like, I bring great lunches. See, that's a question I would ask in a job interview when I wanted to loosen things up. I'd be yeah. like, How often do you bring fish to work, and do you microwave it? And that top looks uncomfortable. Why don't you take it off? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that shirt about, has a lot of buttons. Why don't you undo some of them? Here, how about kid? maybe you should not try wearing a bra next time. So, I, I used to say that to the men all the time. Yeah. Yo, so how about you? How many interviews have you gotten? I don't think I've gone on more than 10. 10? Yeah, it's kind of scary. It's, and well, it's yeah, funny. like we had three co-ops because Yosin and I went to school together. So yeah. three co-ops, that's at least three interviews. Yeah. And Maybe more because I, I think really. one of the... No, when we both went in for the same job... That they were I pretty got, useless, to be honest. Yeah, You went in at least four, I know, in, in college. Yeah, the, the only one that I really excelled at was the job that I have now. So it's kind of like, okay, that worked. That's why eight years ago, eight, nine years ago, yeah. Hey, so you. that's at least three times you fucked for employment. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's got to fuck for employment at one point. Yeah. So the real thing before you can get the interview or be in the interview, you need to get one. How do you go about getting the interview? What steps do you take? How do you approach it? Do you email, phone call, go on websites? What is your go-to method? I, f- I feel like Luca's preferred method is go to school for something and then... And hope for the best. Just hope that the, the internship leads somewhere. No, you know, well, uh, there's no intern. There's co-op, so we are paid. That's what I meant, co-op yeah. or internship. Co-ops are, are solid. Like, the problem with interviews is you have to have a solid resume. That is, like, number one, the thing you need, and a good cover letter. Right. I think cover letter is more important than the damn resume lately. Well, you're doing computer stuff right now, right? Well, I'm in school. I'm, like, in my second semester out of four, so, I mean... Can I give you the line that's going to sell you any any employer on you? Which one? Tell them you wrote the code for The Matrix. Yes. You know what? There's so many young people in, I don't even know if they know what The Matrix is. It's crazy. Like, there's people in my program that were not that's born scary. when The Matrix came that's out. That's a little okay. scary. So, that's even better. Make sure one pocket has a blue pill, yeah. the other one has a red pill. 
and be don't like, ever if you get want, pulled over by the cops and with just that make method. fun of younger people. I'm just saying, yeah. when you ask the job interview, when the job interview asks you, "What is the Matrix?" You go. One can't be told what the matrix is. They can only be shown. Yeah. And you pull the blue and the red pull out and you offer them, but they're really just jelly beans. Yeah. So if there's anyone listening who's uh, in the computer programming, you know, in that industry, don't listen to a word Frank just said. Um, the matrix isn't real. The matrix isn't real. It's a movie. Uh, you've never followed the white rabbit. Go with, uh, go with your experience. Uh, have a solid resume. Show your skills. Number one, most important thing. Maybe it's tied with having the connection, though. Yeah, the connection's a huge one. It's I always hear it's not about what you know, it's who you know, right? And there's truth to it. Yeah, to a degree. That's actually my unwritten rule. My unwritten rule for how you get a job interview is all about making friends. Network. Now, yeah. I think it goes beyond networking. I, I don't think I've had a job for the last... Since I was 21, which is what, 14 years? 14 years I've not had a single job that hasn't come because I've been headhunted by friends. Yeah. No, it's, it's... So your friends must feel really bad for you. I am the complete opposite. I've always had a job that came from interviews and it's resumes. From resumes. Yeah. That's more or less where I've gotten them. But right now it seems, and you know, having some teacher who just came from the industry... It seems like LinkedIn is a huge thing right now. Yeah, like if you if you if you have problems with connections, obviously use your job sites. Like I, I don't know. I think Indeed is both Canada and the U.S. Yeah, I don't Indeed, know anywhere Workopolis else. or some Workop- shit like that. You know, those are obviously great places to start. But if you're not getting hits, that personal connection is a huge thing. Yeah, but I feel like with like Indeed and Workopolis and any of those major websites, it's like. Okay, you know, you know the idea of that like shot in any television or movie show where they show somebody's resume go at the bottom of like a gigant, like a gigantic stack of yeah. resumes. Well, when you do something through like Indeed or or Workopolis, any of the major application job yeah. sourcing websites, job search engines, yeah, perfect. It, like you're putting yourself under the hugest digital pile because everybody goes through those things first. Right. Very so true. what I was told from somebody that essentially when you apply for jobs online and through the job searches, they have a system that scans your resume and it finds what the company is looking for and it matches with you and it puts you in a percentile. Yeah. So it's like, if you hit your resume has certain criteria that it looks for based on jobs and some of the wording, it locks you into a percentile that's like 80% likely or match almost like a Tinder. It'd be kind of funny if the way it did it was it looked for the keywords like BMA or like uh undergrad or some words that like you think an employer would look for a well-educated person, Mm -hmm. lots of job experience, but you always put like the negative inverse. Like I don't have an MBA (laughs) or I, I am not a chartered accountant. (laughs) And then it ended up putting you at the top, but then you wrote a really great cover letter that sold yourself. It'd be funny though, if they had like a, like a, you know, dating app where you swipe, which way do you like this person, you know, to to interview for the job. Right. But I think that would lead to a lot of, um, a lot of problems seeing people's faces. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but I find, I find like those searches where you put in a big pile, yeah, the filters are terrible. Talking to a friend, she was saying how she works with someone in a similar field of what I'm getting into. And he was interviewing a bunch of people. 
So I'm in, you know, like programming or even networking stuff. So I think he's in networking. And then the, gave him three candidates out of like 100. And all the people kept saying, I don't even know if they spoke English. They're like, I fix computer. And they'd ask a question, how would you solve this? I fix computer. So like a half step evolved from a robot. Oh, maybe they only speak binary. Yeah. All I know is... <laughs> it's basically everybody's lying. That's all it is. It's, it's all bullshit. So many people bullshit. And I've seen, get caught. I've seen PhDs and doctorates on guys who we've been interviewing for the last year. And when then you ask him the most simple of questions in this world of structural engineering, he doesn't know the answer. Really? So those that paperwork that I saw from somewhere in the Middle East or Asia, all those certificates and diplomas and degrees are literally all fake. Fabricated. Fabricated. Well, I mean, I would do the same thing. If I, I would do the same country. thing. And who's stopping you, right? Yeah. Dude, it's like fake China. It like, it. Who's going to stop China? Nobody. Yeah, but engineering is stuff you can't really fake. Yeah. My, when we asked him the question. You can kill people. I've done that. He for was completely, he didn't know the answer to an answer right. that is known on like the first week of engineering. Like it's ridiculous how he couldn't, didn't know that. It's like going into a philosophy class. My boss was actually class. like upset. He's like, he, it's unbelievable what you just did to us. So it's literally like going into a philosophy class and like the first yeah, thing you learn Aristotle. is that, Yeah, or I think therefore I am. Okay, I don't wait, even know so, what that means. So wait, if you go into no a job does. interview, isn't kind of, wouldn't it be a feather in your cap if they asked about your previous job experience and you just flat out said, at every other job I've ever been interviewed for and I've gotten, I've lied to get that job. I've got it. I've succeeded at it. Yeah. And the entire time, I was faking it till I make it. Yeah. It happens. Like, I feel like that I wouldn't would hire the, that person at all, though. But I feel no, like that... I can't hire But if you looked at the actual resume, and they're like, well, they worked 10 years at this place. They worked five years at this place. I guess relevance to the position. So yeah. if it's yeah. like... You know, if it's not technical, you could learn it. How if it's like all eat? fast food restaurants, and you're like a yeah, doctor's I don't office... I want to make a burger. Like, so does that matter, though, having... A long tenure at a at a place. Does that depends. look good? I think it looks good. I, I don't know why. It absolutely does. It's Hold for on. Me it works. Hold on. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. The average the average employee jumps every three and a half years now. Okay. Yeah, but I'm double that. But I'm telling you, they would rather hire the guy with a five to ten year. Yeah. Well, that depends. I'm that depends because if you're in a field that's creative, let's say marketing. Maybe you don't want the same ideas for more than three, three and a half years. That's very specific. I agree. Yeah, Yeah, but it's maybe it's okay. Look, if you were starting a law firm and you were looking for partners, yeah, you probably want people that are in it for a long time. It's all experience. Yeah. But I'm saying, in terms of like, there's a lot of jobs that necessarily like they're hurt by stagnant by like the stagnant personnel that would operate in them. Right. You're also seeing a lot of contracts now given out, right? Yeah. So does that now play in a factor if someone's resume has three or three jobs in the last three years, but he was all on one year contracts and the company was just yeah, not like, willing to that's expand. Strong. That's that, fine. But even that, contract, I see that a lot contract, in my, in contract my work is like, it, it, it basically means like I went three for three. I've had three contracts. I've successfully completed yeah, all of them. Contract You're talking three contracts of the same company? No, yes. different. Yeah, different companies. But in the same field, that happens a lot in yeah, engineering. Right. It's all that's well, all. Well, the fact that you've made like because they can probably drop you early if they if you're not doing an adequate job. So that means you were able to fulfill your contract, which means you were successful at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless you hear like that contract. Like, that's just basically a contract is a project. When we get when people hire in engineering with contracts, it means we have a hundred and fifty million dollar project. We're yeah. going to hire you. We when we finish, we're going to say we're going to keep you on. But two days later, we're letting you go. Well, it reminds like I have a friend. And he's been um, working at Rogers uh, contract year to year. 
and every gets, year of his every life. Every year, but he's been getting a contract every year. So if you see someone with like only a one year contract at that company, are you like, why didn't they hold on to that job again? Because you know it's a job that people just they offer you year after year. And they didn't get offered the second year. It might be, there might be something in it that changes though. Like based on how the company's doing, there might be like, let's say it was a sales position with, uh, with Rogers. Okay. A sales, Mm -hmm. uh, anything like a, like a sales outbound call, an outbound call, cold calling sales position. Well, maybe the incentive rate changes every year and you as the person who's buying into that contract, maybe you want, to constantly renegotiate based on the strength of your yearly reports or your yearly your yearly results, right? Yeah. You come in and be like, I'm your fucking hottest seller. I can cold call people and sell them $500 a month in your services at a 25% success rate. Your next best person is 7%. Mm-hmm. Like, wolf of I, I want to hire, hire commission rate. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do? So what would be your ideal unwritten rule for getting the interview cover letter yeah solid cover letter and making sure and like unfortunately i've been um terrible at it but keep those gaps off your resume that is the yeah most they don't like inconsistency in jobs and well, yeah, why are you off for this whole year and you didn't do anything up and lack of it. commitment to like if you're changing jobs quickly and have gaps it is like the worst thing you can have on and your don't resume. say you're like okay i was working on this project then i did this and then i did this and my hobby then i did this hobby no just stick to one thing and do be well at it if you're jumping around they don't, don't really, jump around unless you're like four years and then you're just killing the field yeah I, I go the other way i say have lots of friends man i don't have any friends so like, what are we gonna do it, no, that like, does help. Like literally, if if you have a pool of twenty five to thirty friends, they're all relatively smart and they all have pretty good jobs. Their companies are always going to have openings. And but that also ties into like have friends, but don't be like that. Don't expect the guys you party with and you're boozing a lot like that. Oh. They're not going to hire you necessarily. Oh man, some of those have been the ones that hired me, and those jobs have been the funnest. Yeah, but I mean, for serious careers, like if they see you as the guy that's going out partying, they might not want you. I don't think I ever said that my job was fun. Hey, listen, anyone can have a career in shoveling poop. Listen. So before we go on to the next part of the episode and the next kind of segment, how long, you know, when you've been working, you guys are all older. You've been in the workforce for quite a while. At what point do you take off jobs from your resume? Right? Like, you know, it's like 2003. Uh, high school. I, I, I worked as a deli slicer for six yeah. months at, uh, at Loblaws. Like, <laughs> at what point do you say, you know what? I don't, I don't need to put this stuff from like 2000 high on school, my resume. High school. High school. Well, it depends on how many jobs you've had, right? If you've only had three jobs in the last 10 years, put you the keep three it on, on. Yeah. I think like ideally what I've learned recently, because before it's like you throwing in all your experiences on that. No, you want one page on your resume and you want simple and more recent stuff. You don't need that right. shit from fucking even five years ago. If you've had three jobs in the last five years, yeah. like you don't, you want to keep it short to the point, hit everything that's in that job posting. First page, smash it out. Smash it out. Yeah. Honestly, from what I've been hearing from a lot of people, like just not even in creative fields, but in, in anything that isn't like a specialized, like 
a specialized education requirement, like required job. Like you can't really like write a great resume and become a lawyer. You need to pass the bar. Yeah, you need that, to have yeah, a law yeah. degree. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is like almost every other job, if you can really sort of just sell yourself with an interesting resume, which is rare, like I really can't explain it. Every resume looks the same. Right. And Mm -hmm. basically the only thing that'll change is like, oh, oh, he's a Brown, like, like he went to Brown University or, oh, he went to the University of Toronto or he went to Harvard. Oh, this guy's a Yale guy. Okay. Now, if the person looking at those resumes happens to be an alma mater of one of those universities, they're probably going to be like, I want somebody from my, my, my former school, my former stomping grounds. Okay, great. But in most cases, if you have a resume that sort of jumps out and like, I never put much job experience on my resumes. I usually put the last thing I did or the last big thing I did. And then the rest of it's like, I I always put something like upon request, upon request. Actually, you know, like references upon request, you should not put that on your resume because they know. Like, of course, references you're going to give them. You don't need if to I tell was, them. Yeah, you know what? I would actually call up the last company that was on the, on his list. I'd be like, hey, do you know this person? Okay, cool. How are they? When people, Who cares about the references? I'm going to call them directly. When people Which apply, people, do they just... do all the time. Yeah. But when they apply, do they automatically give you references or do they do it I would do it automatically them? now. I would have to show up with at least three to five. Okay, what? let me ask you something. Two, you, have two you, to five. Have you ever called up a reference? No. Has anybody here ever called up a reference? No, I've never been in a position to hire (laughs) somebody. To hire somebody? Okay. Let me ask let me ask you this. How do you think it goes? Well, I don't know. Oh, they're gonna it goes put really people, awkward when I got put called. people who they know that are going to give a good word every time. Yeah. Well, hold on. No, no, but that's but that's not what a reference is. Everybody thinks a reference well, is character reference. A character reference is different. That usually comes in written form. You don't really get a character reference verbally. It's very rare that you'll be able to get one verbally because you'll want something that's notarized by whatever company it's coming from. Mm-hmm. So like if I wanted a character reference from, from Joseph over here to be, uh, you know, a, an engineer, I would have his company put on their letterhead, the letter he wrote as a character reference for me okay. with his That's signature a reference letter, right? Yeah, but it's still a character reference. I it's think still- they usually call more for the character. No, what they're yeah. actually, they actually legally can't ask anything other than, what if you were employed during the period of time that you said you were? Did you know no, that? No, that's not when, what I've I would ever just. Seen. I would start that's, asking. About I'm telling you guys, legally, you cannot ask for anything more than ah, that. I'm, I'm still gonna be like, did he is gonna steal my shit or not? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. So moving on, because that's what we do on this podcast. How about prepping for the interview? So now we've booked the interview. We have set a time and date. How much prep goes into the interview? The first thing you need to know is what the company does. Yeah, it's, yeah, you huge gotta, thing. Google, Google helps. They, it's, you know, ideally they have a website. That's a right. solid place to go, and you know, just so you have some ammo to talk about, like some something ready to go. So history of the company, the mission statement, is that something like you like to get? You yeah. like to, I like to, I like to remember word for word, so I can just pick out words they like and. Yeah. Right. Push no, the buzzwords. Yeah. yeah. Buzzwords hard. Yeah. One, one of the things that I like to do is just sort of in that interview, just I always just ask if there's going to be any in-house training. 
Because if you're going for a job that you have previous experience, I have actually asked that questions. before. I have actually your questions yeah. before the interview. No, that's it's just a standard. It's just like one fake that question I that I ask. I, I even preface that so question you, with in any job interview I've ever gone into, I always ask this question because it, it one it, you know how much it tells you about the company that just that one little question because if they have their own in-house training, not outsourced training, it means that they got their shit together. That's right. true. You're about to work for a really good company if you get hired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. no, that's a good point. For yeah. like for the prep though, you have to make sure one that you got your like a wardrobe also ready for when you're going for the interview. You can't go in and just like jeans and a t-shirt. So you have to make sure you have the right clothing for the job and you know know what kind of business it is. Like, is it business casual like kind of usually you have to overdress though for the interview everyone overdresses. you always dress you um, always overdress you have to have a tie i'm sorry you gotta you gotta yeah, show a tie. you have to show up to nope. an interview with a tie i think if you dress business smart no i want, I want a fucking tie if you can't put a tie on the first time come smart. on business smart casual like it's like i want a tie the first time um, you wear a pair of chinos and i think it depends on the industry and I think it depends on the job field. That's very true. Right? Yeah. Like, if you're going into engineering, you probably might get the suit. Kind of Most of the time. Though. You're a little... I, I love the tie on the first interview. It shows class. No, I don't think it does. Not the suit jacket. We're talking about I feel like the media industry... the suit jacket without the tie. I feel like the media industry is a lot of, like, a nice dress shirt with, like, a really nice pair of jeans and a blazer. Put it together. That kind of business smart, right? Like, I don't know if the suit is always necessary anymore. But it's, you know what, though? If you have to choose, dress up rather than dress down. Yo, 100%. Overdress the part. Yeah. Always. And and another thing I like to do for an interview is, like, a lot of times places I would work would make some sort of product. And uh, I would try... Wear that product? Sorry? Wear the product? No, no, no. (laughs) Not clothing. It's usually some sort of, like, one job I applied for made lighting for, like, for... Transport it like for buses and stuff. Um, and I remember, like, oh, I, I like the LEDs, like, I'm really interested in like that technology, like the all, whatever. I pretend like I yes. faked it to, to myself just so I can, uh, just so I can seem like I'm enthused for the job. And usually, you know what, there's a lot of cool stuff. So, so is it good when prepping for an interview if you know the strengths and weaknesses of the company? When you're you're applying for, you have the job interview for. Is it good to know like things that they're really good at and things that they're just not that good at? Well, unless you plan on addressing how you can fix it. I mean, yeah, like that's very like if you were going in for consultation work and you already knew what their biggest challenge facing that company is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going in with a strategy about how you. But at the same time, uh, I wouldn't want to. You don't want to sell the whole. You don't yeah. want to give the chicken away for free. No, you know what I mean? but I've had interviews yeah. where they've you, asked. And you don't want to also make it seem like they're incompetent too. So maybe. Right. You maybe take one of your eggs. Let's say let's say it's the chicken you're selling. Mm-hmm. You maybe take one of those chicken's eggs and you make them like the world's tiniest omelet. You know, you know what though? Like kind of assuming that they're like digging at their shortcomings might not be the smart play though. No, but if. No, but if you know you're being hired specifically to fill a role that they need to address as an issue in their day-to-day operations, 
Like if you know they don't have a social media department and you're specializing, if you specialize as a social media coordinator, like, yeah, you can go in and explain to them like, guys, you have no idea how much business you're potentially losing because right. of this. I've Especially had, if you have statistics. Yeah, I've had a job interview where they said, okay, can you tell us what we do really well and then tell us something that we can improve on? Mm. And really? In the interview? In the interview. That's and I had weird. to honestly give them an honest answer where I said, you know, yeah, you guys do this really well and you know that inside and out, but you can improve on this. Coming from a, a, a outsider, right? I know, I know what company you did that with, Matt. Which one? McDonald's. No. Come on. No, I did it at my, uh, where I'm interning right now. You're like, you guys are doing great with the Big Mac, <laughs> but the French fries, when you overcook them, they become sharp. Too I, much I'd salt. Rather, Too I, much I salt. hate when they're soggy, though. But I hate when they're sharp, when they've overcooked. I Actually, love them anyway. <laughs> food, food is a great, is a great segue into the, my biggest unwritten rule for interview prep. Right. It's something not to do. Well, we'll get there. We're going to get, I want to get your in-written rules in a you, minute. You were just talking that. about the prepping for an interview. Yes, but I have another question about the prep. Okay, The mock interview. Do you do the mock interview? Do you get a friend to sit down with you and ask you typical business questions so that you're ready and prepared that whatever might come, you got it? There's people that need that, but I, I, honestly, I think over-prepping is... Yeah, I'm going to say uh, no. That's in the overprep no category. Next question. Okay. <laughs> I think, Hard no, hard move no, on. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think, again, it's specialized. If, if you are somebody who's an engineer and you're going for an, an engineer position, you have a background in engineering. What you're really trying to do is sell yourself. Right? Like, it depends how you are socially, too. If you have a problem socially, then yes, practice in any which way you can. If you naturally can get into a room and talk with somebody, I don't think you need the mock interview. Right. But once again, you have a problem in that situation, practice. Kind of like, you know, when they say people, when they have to do speeches or whatever, practice in a mirror a little bit, Mm -hmm. practice in front of your family, stuff like that to to kind of get you more comfortable. So at least you know what you need to say, even though you might get nervous, at least that stuff's in your head. I just try to talk to myself in the car. That's like really what I do. Yeah, I think over what kind of questions they might ask, how I might answer them. Yeah, the drive I, over I verbalize stuff. the answer, though, so you, oh. get, you get the sense of having said it at least yeah, once before. Yeah, so you can hear how it sounds, yeah. right? Yeah, for myself, the trick is to not wear a like like a pastel color or light-colored dress shirt where the pit stains show. Oh, yeah, it's weird. And also mm-hmm. have the AC blaring right to the pits yeah. before yes. while you're nervous. Yeah, that's Luca, you're a blazer kind of guy. See, I'm yeah. definitely a blazer. And that's why you don't go with just a shirt and a tie. If you wore like a nice little cardigan over it, but I'm telling you, if some guy comes in with or cardigans some, someone, are key. Com- I like cardigans, but somebody comes in with a pastel shirt and like you, you know, there's no undershirt and you could see like not a drip of sweat on those pits, you're hiring that person because you know they went to extreme lengths to not have those pit stains show. Yeah, what so you then- do is you wear a t-shirt under, you keep the dress shirt in the back seat you round the corner <laughs> before one stop sign you stop you get dressed what if like, then you drive to the interview put your shoes on and then you're ready to i feel party. like i'd be sweating from doing that yeah yeah, yeah. i feel <laughs> like it's a seinfeld too, yeah. or a curb That's episode a where, story, yeah. where he also is like taking off his shirt and the guy drives by him from like a timmy's run and sees him <laughs> and he's the guy hiring and yeah. you're like oh that was you with oh, like, oh you're hired so and he wakes up there's something so what? much easier always with wings Take a couple oh, maxi pads, maxi you put pads them underneath under your arm, armpits. Yeah. That's the trick. That's exactly what me and Matt's brother Andrew were talking about. Tan pits, we thought would be a great name for yeah. them. Yeah. But clearly, it's just 
repurposing an already Luke is a, Luke is a, uh, always with Wiggs kind of guy if you know what I mean oh yeah heavy, heavy flow. flow heavy flow yeah. Wide how much set. sleep do you get before the interview nothing 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 I no sleep well you one, sleep normally but no I, I go with less I go with less yeah yeah I'm a less guy too yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't really. The second that interview finishes, you need a meal and a sleep and a nap. Yeah, and then you have to go worry about did you get the job for the next forty eight hours? I don't worry at all. That's one thing I never do. You know what? I found every time I've put very little prep into the interview, and I kind of just was going in and saying fuck it. If I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. I've rocked them. When I overthink the interview, that's what kills me. Yeah, you know what? I've never needed to like interviewing is the easy part for me. It's the getting the interviews is the tough part. And yeah, I, I agree. Like, I think when you're just personable and like, it depends who you get along with. And I seem to kind of get along with a lot of the older crowd. I don't know why, I guess, because older sister growing up and a lot of older people. So well, you're I just do, old too. Well, I'm talking even in my 20s, my early 20s. Yeah, you're still older than everybody else. Yeah, so you, you consider were, you the old, old man. Yeah. I was like a few months older than well, you. You had a younger chair. generation. Okay. You widow me, wood. Frank and Matthew. Frank's are older than me. By, by, <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me? I'm an old in spirit. <laughs> not in spirit. Okay. Frank, regardless, I, get, old, yeah. I seem to have good rapport with the people who were hiring. Yeah, because um, you were both at the birth of color television. <laughs> Matt, you know what it was like before you could just flick a switch to turn the lights on. The first time I saw a light bulb, I almost creamed my pants. Come on. <laughs> oh, Luca, you must have been something before electricity. Oh, oh. <laughs> Like am, we went to school with together we're in the same yeah, grade. I'm, I'm a, we're a different generation. Apparently, so we kind of touched on the dressing and whatnot. But are we still like agree? We come to an agreement with that? I don't think so. I think I think everybody's going to dress to their own specific style for business attire. The, the unwritten rule there, though, is if you have to choose, dress up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's but the, if that's you're going into an interview and it's like a new startup kind of uh, company, and you know there's like millennials there. If you wear a tie, you are not getting that job. Not necessarily. If you don't show up with at least get a, you that, know what? Here's a trick. Have a fedora in your car ready at all times. No, you just put on the dash <laughs> so they can see this guy. <laughs> Unless you're part of a grunge band or some sort of like nouveau art style, you cannot show up in track pants or ripped jeans or anything and be taken seriously. Maybe in New York City. If you can get a job with track pants, you must be goddamn good to get that job. I'm a firm believer you have to dress to the industry that you're going into. Right? Like if you're going into like a trendy, upbeat media firm where it's hipster and it's yeah. open layout concept you're yeah. not gonna bust out a full-on suit yeah. and tie you're gonna do the casual business casual so nice jeans, even less dress than that. shirt even less yeah. than that you're going for chartered accountants okay, what? dress so up so what a right. stripper shows up naked well, uh, well ideally on the, on the <laughs> i'm pretty sure on there's the couch, a point they're naked in a few minutes so it's okay but no i i think you have to dress to the industry right like you're not gonna go to a construction job and you're gonna show up in a fucking suit yeah, I don't see that happening. Right? No, like, I've, I, I showed up in jeans. Yeah, you nice show jeans, up in jeans. You look presentable, but you don't overkill it, right? Like, I'm not going to go to a, a trendy, upscale yeah. thing with a full suit. I'd wear nice jeans, nice pair of shoes, dress and shirt. You know what? Maybe even, like, if you are if you think you're going to, like, a lower-dressed place, maybe, maybe scope it out the day before. Like, go by the company, see what yeah, everyone's wearing. Yeah, I like that, too. Right. And always have a solid pair of slacks in your car. Yeah, and do some creeper shots outside. Yeah, that'll work. We've hired tradesmen that, like, 
I could smell them from 10 feet, but like before they yeah, got Yeah, because they were probably working that day. No, no, no. We're talking just like they, they looked <laughs> like, terrible they, they, looked like they were in their street clothes. Oh, well, good for them. Mustard That's fine. Stains. That's fine. I'm just saying. No, but the scope out, uh, though. To, to say yeah, that, I love to the scope out. To Matt's point, Matthew, you really do dress to what you're doing, right? Yeah. Hey, look at me. I'm good for some things once in a while. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Why don't guys. you like me? Why don't you like me? Mo, mo, mo. <laughs> so now that we have gone out, figured out how to get the interview, we've done all the prep. Now comes the actual interview. Mm. Frank? Oh, no, the, one of the prep things I had. It was my golden unwritten yes. rule. What was Give it, it to me. For prepping. It's don't eat anything before. Oh, food. Yeah, you Interesting. Uh, I think you're allowed to eat, but don't like have Taco Bell or something like that. Have like a bagel. I'm not going to go to Breed Boys. It's honestly and go to not even worth risking. Guys, I did like probably 70 to 100 interviews in five years. Every single time somebody came in with like indigestion or they just ate and maybe they ate too quickly or maybe because they were nervous and they ate, they had the hiccups or they were the burps. There's nothing more off-putting in an interview than somebody going every like three seconds. Yeah, that sounds pretty bad, dude. That's fair, yeah. Like, depending on the time of the interview, right? If you have your interview at 2 o'clock, have your breakfast. When somebody cuts their interview short because they're like, I have to go shit... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen that. I've, I've had that a couple times, actually. Really? Well, the person in the interview the, was like, oh, sir, the, I got to go drop one. No, they like discreetly go, um, how much longer is the interview going to be? And I'll say, I, I don't know. Why? You, do you want it to be over? And they'll go, I just really need to use the washroom. And I'll say to them, like, well, our washroom's right there. You're, you know, you're free to use it. And I'll be like, it's not something that can... Be quick. He's gonna unleash the kraken. Is essentially what he's saying. He's just trying to beat around the bush. <laughs> yeah, I think as an interviewer, maybe, maybe you shouldn't inquire at that point. Just let them do their thing. Oh, I didn't inquire. I be, I just said the washroom is there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fair. That's and fair. Then, and then they said, well, then you're gonna be sitting here a long time waiting for me to come back because I'm about to spray shit on your walls. That's that's embarrassing. Yeah, the kraken. It's a little weird too. Yeah. What the hell? Why would they? Yeah, like, okay, another unwritten roof for prepping. Go to that toilet, uh, you know, a few times beforehand. Yeah, definitely. If, if that's seriously, you know what? A few times you said it's happened. So, yeah, go make sure you're good. What happens usually pretty close to after you eat? You feel oh. like you got to take a shit? At least yeah. for me, no, right? after, no, after I eat, I, like, I almost immediately feel like I got a shit. Really? Oh, yeah, because the new food coming in helps push the old food down. Uh, uh. Next topic. <laughs> uh, no, Yoso, Fr- uh, Luca. Golden unwritten rule for the prep of the interview. Prep, like golden one. Just Google the company name and you'll be fine. And like, (laughs) I I do like the stakeout rule, and I think I like a drive-by, not a stakeout. I like to dress the part. You have to dress the part and a stakeout. If you see everyone like for some reason wearing a distress, but. Go at least twice, because what if it's like an I, I like a, day, a dress down day, a dress down day where everyone's wearing like Adidas tracksuits. Because well, it's usually Fridays, right? Yes, don't go Friday if you're going to do that stakeout. So now that we have the interview, how early should you be? Right, you're getting you're going to get there for the interview. How early should you be? Fifteen minutes max. 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 Agree. Show up too early, you're going to sit there like an idiot, and then right. and then people walk by, you're like, who's this loser? Come on. I've always been a firm believer that if you're on time for your interview, you're late. Yeah, five, so like if you're getting there, if you're getting there five minutes before your interview, I think you're late. No, I think, no, I, 10 I, to 15, I, I think that's money because you're like, wow, this guy's money. He's on time. 
It kind of, you know what I mean? Kind of turns me on. Yeah, no, but I know minutes. people like tardiness. Like they like people that yeah. are ready. They're five in. minutes early. Five minutes, because you know what's five minutes? You say, hey, oh, I'm here for the interview. You could sit down over there. We're gonna call them. We're gonna three second, three minutes later. You're already up. Come on, that's money. Mm. I like the, oh, I like the business. I like the ten to fifteen minutes nah. early. You get in, you show you're there, you're eager, five you're presentable. Is, five is a perfect. Sixteen is too much. Right in between. Yeah, five to fifteen. I agree with that. Because mm. if you get there one minute before, that's, that's I'm gonna go five it. to twelve. Fuck it. How about being uh, late? Don't be late. No, I I've gotten jobs being late to them. You. That's not how you do it. I, unwritten rule: Don't be late. Yeah, I like. It's possible, but but it's not recommended. You know We're what's not funny write when the, when the interviewer rule. is late and you're sitting there and like he shows up and he has to apologize and you're like you already have hand right there. You got yeah. balls yeah. in your yeah. court. Which I've seen that happen. Yeah, that's money. When I went to my internship, the interview, I was 10 minutes early and he was thoroughly impressed with that. Yeah, no, I've been to somewhere like they don't start like they plan out their day. Yeah. So that like that time is when I need to see you for the interview, not before, not later. Not after. Right. So that's my experience with it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, how do you calm the nerves before the interview? Because Everyone gets a little nervous. Air conditioning and a bottle of water. Yeah, yeah. you don't take the walk. You don't go for a nice little no, walk beforehand. No, that's, that's, oh, you're just sweating. That's Heroin. All that matters. Heroin. Yeah. Xanax helps. A- AC. Oh, one. is that why rappers Air take conditioning. them? Sorry? So is that why rappers take them? What, Xanax? Yeah. Actually, I heard beta blockers are pretty good. Oh, I bet they are. What's a beta block? I don't know what that Apparently, is. it's supposed to inhibit um, just like nervousness and... Xanax. Like, like uh, an elevated heart rate. It's just... Oh, be- really? People with yeah. heart conditions take beta blockers, essentially. Or you take, like, uh, uh, fat burners right before an interview. You'll be jacked up to, like... You'll also be sweating <laughs> like a goddamn pig. 200 yeah. beats per second. You know what I think? Like, for myself, I like to get the AC going, take some deep breaths in, and, like, play the Rocky theme in my head. Oh, gonna fly now? No, the... Is that the song? Yeah. I don't like that song. What? No. How? I don't know. I just don't. What song do you play in your head? Um, maybe like um, what's that song? Uh, maybe a lot of Beastie Boys. It's Chari- mostly Beastie Chariots Boys. of Fire. No, that's that's old. Nobody cares about those. He plays songs Raining anymore. Blood. Uh, Blur. What's that Blur song? Song two. Yeah. Oh, song two. <laughs> I sing by Bon Jovi. Living what? on a Prayer. That is the, like number one worker song. If you yeah. listen to the lyrics. Yeah. yeah. So like mine. And another one is the. I can't remember the song. I just remember the intro. The dent. I the tiger. I the tiger. That's it. Anything from Jock Jams 1993. Anything <laughs> solid. <laughs> you can't go wrong. Jock Jams 93. That's all it has to be. I got the power. I'm a big. Uh, I got the power. One two three train with me, guy. Great song. Great song. Uh, no. Chumbawamba's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Chumbawamba Smash Mouth. I go with the Star Mouth. Wars theme. Okay, now you're Duel of Fates? Duel of, Duel no. no um, just the I, main, the main Duel opening Fates theme. Duel of Fates is such a great song. That makes me cry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make you cry. You know what song I get pumped up Chumbawamba. for when I'm like I'm anxious and I need to like really <gasps> buckle down. I won't back down by Tom Petty. Solid oh. song. I put that on and I'm like, yeah, that's fuck the whole this, fucking reason this. of the song. I'm not backing down. Yeah, that's why I do it. <laughs> you know oh shit! Song? I shot myself. <laughs> I gotta back down. Shit! I I gotta back down now. <laughs> or like, you know, like oh shit! I just had it, but I forgot. Shit! Fuck you guys. <laughs> I feel like it's. Didn't his heart back down on him? Yeah. You know what, though? 
they claimed he was legally dead, and then it's like, nope, nope, we were too early on that. Yeah. And I'm like, Tom Petty's piercing in that song. I'm hoping he pulls through. Yeah, but I was, you know dude, I was devastated. I'm telling you, you know what it was? They looked at him and they were like, is he dead? And they're like, no, he always looks like that. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. He's weathered. He was weathered. Yeah. He now, like, you know what he looked like? He looked like a scarecrow. I guess. David Carradine looked like a scarecrow, but he had a belt around his neck. So Yeah, they don't make scarecrows that way. Erotic asphyxiation. So too soon? No, it's not too soon. No. How should your posture be in the interview? <sighs> slouched. Slouched or a nineteen twenty daughter who has to sit upright for her entire life. <laughs> I think what you should do for all your job interviews is bring in a grand piano and yeah. lay on it in a ruby dress. Yeah. Do the Costanza pose? Yeah, that is terrible <laughs> advice. Lover no, boy. Do not do you are a lover boy. Um, I don't know. I like, I like the, if there's like a desk in front of you, I don't mind the lean forward, like the showing the attentiveness yeah. and the occasional like sit back, like, okay, this is your turn. Now yeah. I'm going to sit back and with a good posture, obviously not like standing up as straight as possible, but like, yeah, you want to straight back. Now, do you want to look comfortable? Like how much does the posture tell it's everything. about you when you're in the interview? Don't cross your hands. Don't, you know, any little things, right? There's a point in the interview. Sometimes you can get to where you and the employer are just like on really, it's going really yeah, where, and well, talking. and you can relax and you could throw that slight slouch in yeah. and, and like, you know, you start talking about non-work stuff. So you you yeah, can do it. You can start upright. And then at the end, you're just like, I'm just going to mosey down easy and talk like this for a few minutes. That's all I need. <laughs> Why do you got a sudden drawl? You have to go southern accent at least once in the interview. <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of what ends up getting you a job or like getting you through an interview is reading the room. So like if you get taken into this very comfy lounge, let's say, yeah. that they have on their work permit. Let's say it's like you got a job interview at Google. Oh. And they take like this is the, uh, there? this right. is the we call this There's the plush room. Everything in yeah, this room is made of a plush it. pillow. Yeah. Everything like in this Google. everything in this room is made of a plush pillow. Yeah, you're right. Read the room, but if like if you have to go with a default, if it's a plush room, you have I'm to taking off posture. my shoes. I wouldn't let you in a plush room. You're probably yeah. fucking staying there. That's the, why you the work plush Google. pillows. Yeah. Um, All right, that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> No, Sorry, we got into an honest? argument there about plush rooms. No, um, how honest should you be in the interview? Is too honest a bad thing? Should you lie a little? There's lies, and then there's lies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, there's the truth. And the yeah, truth. truth. And the truth. Um, I like the lie. You know what? Like, I would love to say they're going to catch you on your lies. Um, Who's going to catch anybody? Embellishments, I think, yes. Lies, No. Uh, be, like I personally am, I can't like lie or embellish. Like I'm terrible at that. Um, and I've seen. I remember one co-op job. So, uh, also and I when we were in co-op, you basically you can't get fired from a co-op. We know a few people. You did. can't normally. It's can't very normally, difficult. School to, calls and be like, uh, yeah, because the government like subsidizes some of their pay, all of the pay, or most of it. It's is it mainly because of work, right? Like if you still violate workplace conduct, obviously, yeah, yes, right. but. So to get to get on skill and all that, it's almost impossible. Yeah, and I remember going in for this one job interview, and they made uh, suspension for tanks, and I'm like, this would be such a cool job. It would pay well. Uh, and our friend Gerald, I know where you're going with this. Gets the gets the job, job. and he lied through his teeth to he get. He had it. a criminal record. 
Yeah. Did so, he have, oh, is that what happened? He had a criminal I thought he record. lied through yes. his teeth. And I actually ended up working for that company as a contractor mm-hmm. for other work. And I asked him, he goes, yeah, we, we did a background check because we need security clearance mm-hmm. because they made military products and such. Right. And they're like, yeah, that guy literally had a criminal record. And we fired him. We let him go that minute. Like, they I, asked I him always thought out of the he was, building. I thought he was that incompetent. That is a true story. It was, oh, I believe it. I, that's you, amazing. It could not be true. And, I'd still and the reason he got the, we, like, he got the job and he's like... I'm better than you guys are like, you're not going to have the job for 36 hours when, when the when the clearance comes through. And Criminal Jared, if you happen to be listening. The, Gerald. Gerald. The two people that outed your criminality were Luca and Yoso. Oh, like he knows that he outed himself by getting I'm fired. I'm just saying, I don't want to be murdered in the middle of the night, Gerald. He's not a murderer. He probably just got like some... Small. I saw him painting a building once. I don't know how far he went in life. Sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> His name uh, is, is that Barto? an unwritten rule? Don't lie on your resume? No, just I, don't lie about not having a criminal record. Look, everybody yeah, lies. Gotta, Matthew, write that down. Everyone lies on their resume. In fact, I bet almost every single, every single person's first resume has lies on it. Yeah. Right. I think everyone has Im- yeah, because a, who's embellishments. Who's giving a job to a fifteen-year-old? <laughs> so now, how? About, <laughs> good point. Unless you're in one of the Middle Eastern countries, yeah, then it's yeah. Not a like, lot of places. Yeah. Yeah. Join the military or join ISIS. A lot of continents. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of continents that hire uh, child labor. Now, what about um, questions like work ethic? You know, they always ask that. You know, describe your work ethic. Do you lie about that, or do you say like, "Hey, I'm a pretty, pretty hard worker, but I don't kill myself," or do you say, "Oh man, I bust my ass, I get in before the sun rises, and I'm out after it sets." You know what? It is? I, I, I usually make it pretty clear to them that I have no problem going above and beyond when asked, um, which a lot of people think is a negative because it ends up being that you don't have the drive to do it yourself. That's not the case. If I'm good at my job, I should be able to do it in 40 hours a week. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, if I'm called because of extenuating circumstances to go above and beyond that, I'll do that for a temporary period of time. But yeah, if there's like a tight deadline you need to meet. But realistically, I'm I'm not up for like what's happening a lot now, and at least Ontario and in a lot of parts of of North America with the middle class is you're getting these business owners that demand a level of investment from a work ethic standpoint by the employee that matches their very own. But the thing is owners own the fucking company. They get to take home millions of dollars a year. Right. The middleman or the the middle-class employee doesn't. So asking a middle-class employee to put 65 hours a week in because you pay them slightly above the, the average salary it's kind of it's kind of shitty. Well, when you factor out the hourly rate too, like it's not worth it. Oh, no, well, I feel like a lot of companies do this. Oh where my god, they, they over do. they overload you with work that you they know you're not going to be able to complete in a forty yeah. work hour work week, and it always gives them something to have over you. I'm pretty sure it's illegal. It's a leverage uh, in some ways, it's illegal, but uh, it it's hard enforced. to it's hard to actually say that it's happening right right? but it gives them leverage to a degree right like it happened at my last place at work too like there is not enough time to do stuff and it's it's just how the world is guys in this in this province you're supposed to maximum work 44 hours a week unless you're in a management position getting paid salary in which you can be in which case you can be asked to work 50 hours a week well you're allowed to work over 44 hours you're paid paid overtime. overtime yeah 
but they can't demand it. They can't. They they can't demand it. And if they do demand it for a person in management, they have to get a writ f- from the deputy general of the labor board. Yeah, you make it seem like a lot of companies follow these print these philosophies. Yeah, come on, Fred. I'm just saying, man. I, I know what you're saying, but be a civilized country here. Well. We're um, still pretty civilized. We are very civilized. Well, fucking Germany, you can't send a work email after work hours. If we were going to co- compare ourselves to Germany, we'd have a lot more shortcomings. Hi oh, yeah, it's true. They, they, look, that's we like go- the most efficient country in the world. Yeah, like it's hard to compare. Shit, we also have a less shady past. Oh, all right. We <laughs> went there. I guess it's hard not to when Germany comes up. Do you lie about your pay? Like if they go, yeah. What are yeah. you looking to pay, or how much yeah. did you pay? Get paid in your last job? I go high, they go low. We meet in the middle. Yeah, I go higher than the last job. Luke I is lie. like one point two million. Yeah, that's, that's another thing to not get a job. Say one point two million. <laughs> I think I think a good rule is going ten percent above what you previously earned. Yeah. yeah. Come in with that because the reality 10 to 15 is fifteen to cover inflation. They'll yeah. probably settle somewhere around five percent above what, what you made at your last job. Yeah. yeah, but if you don't want the job, and I've done this because I literally didn't like the company and the interview was going well, I'm just for some reason I, the, just the way it goes for me. The guy asked me what my pay was, and I looked at the range. I went right to the top, and right. uh, and I was pretty caught like cocky during the interview. <laughs> and that's how you uh, that, that's how you lose a job. I want to say that's awesome. Yeah, it that's was pretty awesome. That's such a great right thing. to the top end yeah. is quite. Yeah, it like, was like this was I don't know like seven eight years ago, and the guy's like it was forty to sixty thousand. I'm like yeah, sixty thousand. That's uh, what I'm worth. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's amazing. So I just want to give a disclaimer to everyone listening. We are watching the Stanley Cup Final. It's Game yeah. Five. We're all big supporters of Washington here. So if anyone gets excited, it's because they clinched the cup. Yeah, two but, minutes left. I hate Washington. Why? I, I hate hockey. Okay, that's nor here nor there. Yeah, this is one of those jobs, though, you don't really... Do you interview for a professional athlete? No, yeah, yeah. it's called playing. <laughs> playing, and then if you're getting drafted, they sit and they conduct interviews with you, yeah. your coach. That must be a manager. weird Combine. Yeah, yeah, they do a lot of interviews, actually, before yeah. pre-drafts. You're like, is this guy a psycho? Is he a prick? Is yeah, they want to talk, sometimes they want to talk to your family. Yeah. And- Character. Manchester United, I was reading for a while there, they said they wouldn't go after people that really had like really bad histories or broken homes because it wasn't good character. Interesting. They struggled to have character and stuff like that. And they were looking for quality people before quality football players. So basically what they were looking for was I don't know how true that is. That seems slightly uh, fucked up. Yes. Again, I don't know how true it is. That literally that's what seems. They were saying. That seems like class suppression. Yeah, like you like people care though. Like here is like yeah, there's it's these it's rules. All, it's all about Dude, the Alex um, Ferguson is from fucking Aberdeen. Aberdeen's yeah. a shithole. Sorry to anybody yeah. from Aberdeen. This Washington. Listening. I'll say it. Aberdeen no, is not, a shithole. Like Scotland. Aberdeen's a shithole. Aberdeen that being said, that guy's a master class of you, class, class, class. Yeah, he don't class, take class, shit. Class. So and now, really in this part class. of this episode. I'm going to interview you guys. I have just a couple small questions. Mm-hmm. This is where the gang gets interviewed. All right. Let's do this. <laughs> I'll keep my shirt on? Okay. Luke, it's not that kind of oh. interview. There's no casting coach. Sorry, here. Frank was doing uh, the interview. Which one of us different. operates the camera? <laughs> Whoever has the steady hand. Who's the fluffer? That's uh, that's me. I'm that's the fluffer. Matthew. I'm Matthew's a fluffer. A fluffer I look at me. Matt is the cool guy. Matthew's yeah. the fluffer. Yeah, Matthew's <laughs> the fluffer. Guys, what is your best quality? 
Oh, that's that's like the toughest question. That's the man. toughest question. Why would you ask no, that? It's not. Oh, because you've done the okay. Let's go interview guy. You go first. Yeah, Mister. I got Why all the, the clout. Stop? My best quality is that I just I get shit done. I just I'm 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 a motherfucker like that. <laughs> that is. Awful. I'm on my grind. You need the motherfucking shit done. I get it done. Luca, what is your best quality? Well, uh, well, Chuck, I'm a good um, good worker. I you know I. I care about the company and the success of of the company. I poke the company. (laughs) I I want the company to be successful so I can be successful. Yeah, that's that's a good one, right? The peppy voice, too. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. no. This is what when we ask Yosef's question, it's like, sir, why are you taking your shirt off? (laughs) Please stop. I'm going to plead the fifth on this question. (laughs) That's my best quality. How do you handle stress? I feel like I get that one a lot. I think Matt's just using this so because he's probably got like a job. I think Matt has no, no one's going to hire me. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I'm a fluffer. I'm a fluffer. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I go by who I think is sitting across the other end of the table because I do a lot of things to de-stress. If it looks like a guy who's... Okay, let me tell you. If I walk in and he has a liquor cabinet in his office, I say... I like to take a. I like to have a little drink. Take the edge off. Okay, fair enough. Because okay, then you know what happens right after that makes you a drink. Yeah. So what are you like living in Mad Men all of a sudden? It's not it. Fucking thinks it's the sixties. Not at all. That's John Ham here. No, Bring I'm, your uh, okay. ass in here with a notepad and a bottle of scotch. <laughs> Sometimes I like to take a couple of uh, those Epsom salts. I don't even know what that is. I just think it's a wait. Uh, wait. No, it's no, it's the, the bath salts. The bath salts. Uh, yeah. He eats uh, them. No, I put them in the bath water. He eats them. And don't don't lie. Don't lie. You eat them. No. All right. Yeah, Coming you, from the guy who buys a surprisingly high amount of Tide Pods. Yeah. What's with I, that? I don't. I don't. I don't even do laundry. I throw my clothes out and buy new ones. <laughs> That's baller. I go. That's baller. Yeah. That's being on your grind. Because I'm so good at getting good jobs. Luca, how do you handle stress? Well, uh, I like to sometimes go out and get fresh air if I can't handle it when I'm overwhelmed and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I usually pretty good. I'm pretty good at. Uh, so you're never stressed? I, no, no. Oh, I just okay. I get up and I I'll go fucking for... test that. Don't worry. <laughs> so then I have a question. What about the Wolf of Wall Street, Matthew McConaughey? When he's talking about beating off. Yeah. Would those, anyone ever in the interview just be like, oh, I just rub one those, out? Those are rookie numbers. You got to yeah, pump those numbers pump up. Those up. <laughs> I don't do it because I want to. I do it because I, I need to. to. <laughs> no, I feel like I feel like the lead up to that is very stressful. I would, if it were me, I would probably. Get two chairs, turn them sideways, do light a few candles, and do like the Jean Claude Van Damme splits on them and just meditate. <laughs> For blood sport? Yeah, yeah. I would probably hire hire you because of the creativity on that response. That's what I'm saying. If you go in for a job interview and you just drop something crazy like that, and then when they go when they start to make that face, you just say something about the company, like, like yeah, you guys had a. F- you know, your third quarter last year was a little fiscally erratic I'd, and blah, blah, blah. I'd fire you right there. I'm just saying, like, if you if you hit them with, like, some real, like, industry jargon that shows you know what you're talking about, but you know how to have a little fun, too, I mean. Right, but you got to understand the interviewer. Like, what if the guy takes it seriously and he's like, this guy's a fucking lunatic? Well, once again, reading the room is uh, pretty big. I one, think right? that's, like, the unwritten rule of the whole interview process. Read the room. That's the golden rule. I think it really is. Yeah. 
and wear pants. Well, yes. Depends. Depends. Really does. And depends. You can wear depends too. Under your armpits. Those are huge. Well, Those depends on talking like so you don't have any. You so, couldn't know, but like, let's say you did wear. Wait a sec. So what, I, what I'm reading from this whole episode is that when you go for a job interview, you really should be wearing adult diapers. Yes. And you really, 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 really should have maxi pads underneath your armpits. Yeah. And Washington just won the Stanley Cup. Oh, and Alex fucking Ovechkin. Now, my last question for you, the most iconic where do, Where do you see, see yourself, yourself in, five in five years? years? Ask your wife. I got you. <laughs> I got your job, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like the biggest dick move. Like, I see myself in your spot. But I'm going to say How'd that How'd you get one. this interview? Your wife called me. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, you would wait, not wait, get wait. the job. I'd fucking get the job. Because you know, you know, he's a cuckold. You know, be a, <laughs> you know what's one step further than that? What? Just say, I plan to Andy Dufresne your ass. <sighs> yeah, he, no, you know uh, what? Why did Andy Dufresne have to do with his boss? No, he because his wife. That's what I'm saying. You know, frame him for murder and then take his life. Ugh. Alex fucking Ovechkin. No, well, you know what? This is my answer here. Um, well, I see myself in your spot, but because of the amount of work, our cohesive relationship, you're moved up a position, and now I'm in your spot. See, <laughs> I, I'm telling him I'm going to help him out. Yeah, I see what you're saying. If you bring oh. me on board. That's that's a great answer. You just say something to him like, where I see myself in five years, I see myself getting your back while you're the president of the company. Well, on that note, that's this week's episode of The Unwritten Rule. Thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure. Everyone remember, when you're going into an interview, it's not so much about getting the job or trying to... Be some spectacular guy, but rather sell yourself, sell yourself and show them why you're the irresistible candidate. They don't, they need. Yeah. Yeah. Be you yourself. Can, yeah. You guys, the golden unwritten rule. Oh yeah. We need to get our golden yeah. rules. What's your golden unwritten Girl, rule? So you go first. Um, dress well. Luca. Uh, I guess it is reading the room, but I don't know if you wanted to use that one. No, I um, think I think I'm gonna go with always have an answer. Yeah, that usually helps. You don't want to get a question and be like, uh, wait. No, but uh, that answer can be, hey, I don't honestly, I don't want to give you an answer that sounds stupid. I just would rather say I don't know, and we'll move on. Guys, how lit is Ovechkin gonna get tonight? He's all I know. He thanks God. Yeah, he doesn't need an interview. I'll tell you that. Much. I mean, he's like pro- this guy's gonna get absolutely yeah, trashed. I, I once met him at a at a club. It was freaking amazing. He's no, probably, he's gonna be, I'm pretty sure he's probably going to snort oysters and caviar tonight. Dude, he's not going to be able if to If I was him, straight. I'd be flying to Russia for World Cup. Oh, yeah, he's going for sure. Yeah, him, me, me Putin, and him are going to go find <laughs> Black wolverines, Black wolverines in Siberia. Well, What do you think? I was trying to kill him. They were trying to hurt my cousin. That's this week's episode, everybody. <laughs> Luga, where can they find us on our social media? You can find us on uh, on Twitter at DUR Podcast and on Instagram at The Unwritten Rule Podcast. Right. You can find us also on Apple iTunes. Apple Podcasts. Right. Google Play Music. All the places you SoundCloud. get. SoundCloud. Yeah, all the places I, you get your, your stuff from, right? Yeah, that's it. And Frank, like always, since you're back, give us the sign off. The catchphrase. Remember, folks, rules are made to be broken. But you can't break the unwritten ones.